This is the Inkabao Science Show. This is Late Night for 7.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to the Inkaba Science Show. My name is Oloro Chobar Yusuf. Good to have you join us on today's episode of the show. Remember, the show comes your way every Monday, 9 o'clock till 9.45. And on Thursdays, we bring you a broadcast of the show. So on the Inkaba Science Show, basically, we bring you experts into the studio to help you dissect, you know, complex um, science-related issues to keep you informed and educated. And today, uh, we are we have in the studio a Lecturer at the Department of Virology, College of Medicine, University of Ibado. He will be explaining to us what a vaccine is, the various types of vaccines, the constituents of the COVID-19 vaccine, how it works, possible side effects, exceptions of those who should take the vaccine, and various centers where we can take the vaccine here in Ibado. That's if you've not taken it. So today's episode is very, very important in the context of the various um, misinformation going about regarding the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, being given out citizens of the country. I mean, even before the government commenced the uh, rolling out of the vaccine, there have been different theories by different people. Some, you know, religious leaders, politicians, community leaders saying that their, you know, followers, their watchers should not take the vaccine for one reason or the other. So today we'll be hearing from an expert on the uh, safety, side effect issues, everything you need to know about coronavirus vaccine. Remember, the show is all interactive. You can be a part of the show uh, by calling 0700 1097. Our guest uh, again is um, Dr. Babatunde Olusola, lecturer at the Department of Virology, uh, College of Medicine, University of Ibadan. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Great to have you. Good morning. I'm excited. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm excited as well I'm because, excited. I mean, like I mentioned, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, theory about COVID-19 vaccine everywhere. Uh, so I'm happy that you help us dissect all these issues from an expert point yeah, so, of view. So, so hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to talk about it. Yes. You know, I, I, I stand with science. And oh, obviously, I, of course, you're a scientist, yeah, so you're I, scientist. I stand with the data. Yeah. The data. So it's, it's what the data is saying. Okay, mm. what the data is saying is very important beyond theories, uh, beyond speculation and yes. rumors and, can, and everything. Yes, you okay, have to verify the data, and, and uh, that's exactly what we'll be doing this yeah. morning uh, giving you verified, credible information from an expert. So, would uh, I like to start with, um, you know, uh, what a vaccine is and various types of vaccines that are available? Yes, yeah, so a vaccine is um, a substance that is taken to prevent disease. That's basically a layman mm. idea of what them. A vaccine is but then i'll go ahead to say that vaccine vaccination that process had been with us for a very long time yes so if you go through the history okay you see that they will tell us that buddhist monks are sometimes okay in um, around 17 um, in the 17th um, centuries and things like that they will take um anti-snake venom okay they will drink it to protect them against them um, snake bites Okay, so that's basically okay. vaccination. Okay, so we started like that vaccination then to during the time of Edward Jenner. That was where the word was stamped from vaca. Okay, because he used um, a cowpox strain to protect people from smallpox. Okay, and because that strain was um, vaca, vaccinia. Okay, so it became vaccine. Vaccine. Yes, okay. became um, vaccination. So it's interesting that since that time there have been advances, there mm. have been um, progress in the way vaccines are made. Okay, in the regulations that um, okay that um, watch into all of these things mm. that leads to the production of vaccines, and then you have um, pasture and 
cock by the time they came in with the jam theory because before that time it was believed that um miasmia okay that was just breathing bad air okay then you get um disease mm. okay and then all those theories be- be- began to be re- refuted okay until you have cocks that thought about the jam theory of disease to say that there's a jam there's a part there's a particular pathogen that is responsible for those infectious diseases and then pastor took it from there okay pastor did vaccines although at some point the type of vaccines that pastor did okay was not ethical but at that time he's just giving us an idea of where vaccination had started from mm. okay the impact it had, had on our society and on civilization okay so then he did um like something like a passaging something like weakening the virus that causes um, rabies in his own case it was a rabies infection and he gave it to a child that was beaten by a rabid dog and the child survived okay so there were speculations then that wasn't going to work so in history they said a lot of people started going to pastor's lab okay to get that particular um particular substance okay. so that since that time vaccine, so there have been series of um inventions yes and yes and then it's had always always like correcting itself mm. getting what the society is saying okay making it more stringent making it to be safe okay so as it sits now we look at the safety the quality okay it's important and mm. the efficacy of, of the, the vaccine, vaccine. Oh, okay oh, 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 okay so um you know like you've mentioned it has uh, grown over time with yeah. the advancement and development in science yeah. and medicine yeah. and research and yeah. and what have you yeah. uh, i remember uh you know uh at some point there was awareness on the in the need for polio vaccination yeah, exactly. uh, vaccination against um you know uh, measles you know yeah. all sorts of um yeah. you know even now when you give birth you take your child to uh, yeah. you know get all sort of inoculation yeah. so and, 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 yeah. and, and and what have you yeah. but i i I also want to, before going to COVID-19 vaccine, yeah. uh, you know, from an expert point of view, so an antibiotic fights an infection. Okay. A vaccine, you know, uh, builds your immune system in such a way that you cannot get the infection. Is that what it does? Okay, so an antibiotic is antibacterial. It's okay. a drug. Okay. Okay, so when you talk about drug, you are talking about cure. Okay. Okay, you are taking out that parasite. The infection has already occurred. Okay. The person is already showing the symptoms. Right. In fact, the person could actually be at the point of him um, dying. Okay, so when you introduce drugs, what you are doing is that you want to clear that infection. Because I said Cox, mm. Cox postulates. In the germ theory of disease, what's, what's, what that theory is telling us is that as long as the presence of that germ or its toxin is in the body, then you are going to have the symptoms and the disease. But if I can bring in any substance to clear away that particular um, jam, mm. then the person should recuperate. If the person does not recuperate, that means that it's not that jam that is the causative agent of that particular disease. Okay, so in, the, in this case... So the, in the, this case of vaccines, vaccine, okay, yes, yeah. vaccines is preventive. All right. Okay, you are anticipating. Mm. Okay, you don't want that disease to occur, to occur. So in vaccination, you have to think about the outcome okay what do you want what i what are you gunning for in vaccination you don't want people to die because of it because of an infection mm. you don't want severe cases you don't want people to be hospitalized so you're anticipating you are protecting okay you are making sure that the person is the immune system is sort of briefed it's like you are going to war 
Okay, and then the captain comes into the barracks and tells the soldiers that this is not the time to be... So you are keeping your armory, basically. Yes, yes. Okay. this is not the time to put our guards down. We mm-hmm. have to be on the defensive. I've just gotten an information that somebody, an enemy is approaching to invade. And then he gives them the idea of this enemy. Mm. To say that this is the way the enemy looks like. These are the artilleries the enemies have. And this is the way we are going to attack. So what you are doing in vaccination is that you are priming the new soldiers. You are priming those soldiers in our body to say come this is what we are dealing with mm. okay so let's get ourselves prepared so that the memory will be there by the time the enemies now come the body is prepared it's not that when the enemy so it's not reactive in, it's proactive yes it's mm. preventive okay okay and so that's part of the downside because when we talk about smallpox for example okay. a lot of people don't even know was smallpoxes, but people that were alive when smallpox was ravaging, yeah. okay, they knew that it was a killer, okay. But smallpox has been eradicated, and that is because of vaccination. You mentioned polio, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was an issue in Nigeria because for a very long time, Nigeria was one of the few countries yes. that couldn't eliminate polio, polio. but now, okay, because of vaccines. Okay. So, when you look at the gains over the years. You look at um, all that has gone into it. You see that if you want to prevent disease, as of today... Vaccine is still the most important way. Yes, because prevention is better than... Obviously, better than cure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you've mentioned that the vaccine sort of fortifies your immune system. Yeah. Your immune system is basically yeah. to be able to fight coronavirus. So, yeah. uh, or, or any form of um, uh, diseases yeah. or infection yeah. or what whatsoever. Yeah. So is that why, uh, because I've read uh, some uh, places where they said that um, the goal of medical research is to come mm-hmm. up with vaccine uh, for... Uh, various life-threatening uh, conditions across the world. Instead of investing on antibiotics or other drugs, yeah. the goal is to, you know, um, innovate a vaccine for every life-threatening condition. Yeah. So, you see, the issue now, we've moved past vaccination, okay. as, well, as I'm describing it yes. now, has to do with infectious diseases. Yes. That means that diseases that are communicable, diseases that could be transmitted, germs that could be transmitted from one person to the other. There are also non-communicable diseases, okay, that could be due to other um, factors. There are vaccines now in the making, okay, to protect us against things like cancer. Okay. Really? Yeah. So it's going beyond just so it's going communicable be, diseases. Yes, okay. it's, going, it's going beyond communicable diseases even to now focus on non-communicable diseases. Mm. You see, it's it's um it's 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 if you look at it, it's it's a global issue. Mm. Man in the universe, in the planet, for example, in planet Earth, man lives as if you are in control. You can do anything you want. We can take any decision you want. Mm. But it's it's the planet consists of several millions of living things, and every all living things wants to continue to survive. Okay, so there is the issue of survival of the fittest. Okay. So what you do, okay, will either end up arming you or oh, arming the other or, or arming the other person. So okay. it's a gain of um, advantage, and then because of you know we go into um regions that you go into areas that are you know because of civilization there's urbanization there's global travel okay i can be here today by the evening i'm in another continent okay so all of those advantages comes with its own disadvantages Mm. too and then so science had moved past okay when it happens Mm -hmm. we are already anticipating okay, okay that what is the next pandemic what is the next um, disease that could emerge so you hear of imagine disease emergency preparedness mm. and any of you know you know as far back as 2015 2012 there have been scientists in china in u.s warning the public about a coronavirus outbreak 
Okay, they've showed it that it is likely to emerge. Okay, these are papers that. And, and, and so, so I, I like I like that you've said that now because yeah. some people have said, look, yeah. uh, how can they just um, you know produce a vaccine within less than a year yeah. uh, against the virus? That yeah. maybe there's some sort of hanky panky in there. So yeah. you're saying that this you know didn't happen in a year. There had been research before now. You know, you know before the vaccine was yeah, produced. Also, you know, I was saying that vaccines to make vaccines as it is now yes the regulations are stringent okay if you want to imagine if you subject alcohol or cigarettes to the regulations that you subject vaccines to mm. it will be banned they won't even sell it you know you see on on maybe on an advert for cigarette or alcohol you see drink responsibly smokers are able to die young mm. <laughs> and things like that it's a form of regulation based on the data they have mm. to show that okay this thing could be harmful you, you get it but that regulation is not as stringent so in the u.s you, you see people make jokes like if you subject um, gun control for example to the kind of regulation you subject vaccines production to mm. then they will not even use guns again okay because the regulations are stringent so it takes a long time before you make vaccines before because you have to do preclinical trials you have to do phase one trials phase two trials phase three trials and these trials as they are doing they are checking for safety they are checking for the fact that can can it can it make the body to produce the required antibodies okay those antibodies are the cells that we need to fight against those um, infections so they test it at each of those points okay. so before now what they do is that they do the preclinical trial mm. and then they look at the data and then if the data shows that okay this um this um vaccine is is effective in preclinical trial they test it in small animals hamsters mice then they move to the next trial then they start the phase one trial and then after a while, they look at the data to see whether it's protective. Then they move to the next trial. But because of this pandemic, what was happening was that all the trials were happening at the same time. Mm. It wasn't as if it was compromised. It wasn't as if they jumped those... No, they didn't jump. But so it wasn't hasty. It was running in parallel. Okay. And I said that vaccines, you know, there are different types of vaccines. There's inactivated vaccines, mm. live alternated vaccines. Those are the vaccines we've been used to. Okay, like the polio vaccines, the measles vaccines, the vaccines we give children. Okay, now there are new developments. There are vaccines that are subunits. Okay, there are vaccines that are viral vector vaccines and there are mRNA vaccines. Mm. For the COVID vaccines, there are viral vector vaccines okay. and mRNA vaccines. The viral vector vaccines was vaccines that were used for other platforms, like during the Ebola. Okay. okay? So, for influenza, in Western countries, influenza is a major problem. Okay, so they give them vaccines every year based on the circulating strain. Of that so, so for, for COVID, it can yeah. be both. It can be mRNA and the other one that you mentioned. Now. Yeah, so COVID vaccines are mRNA vaccines. Okay. Those that have been licensed for use in emergency. Like Pfizer, all like of Pfizer, those. Yeah. Those are mRNA vaccines. mRNA vaccines. But the one we use in Nigeria. AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca. Okay. It's a viral vector vaccine. Okay, so it's not mRNA. No. So what's the, what's the difference? So, how does it work? So how does it work? So let's start with the one we use. AstraZeneca. Yes. Yeah, so okay. what happens in AstraZeneca is, you see, when you are making vaccines, what you want to do is that you are taking a weakened form of that pathogen. That's a weakened form in the sense that it's not going to cause the disease. That's the idea. It's still that same pathogen. But you so you take out of the um, 
COVID-19 uh, pathogen. Okay, so if you want to, okay. so before we get to COVID-19, I want to give you like a basic, basic okay, so that okay, we understand okay, where okay. we are coming from. Okay, okay, okay so okay. that okay, so you, that, you are the expert. So that go, we, go ahead. So go we ahead. understand where yes. we are coming from. So I want us to say like this is a pathogen. This is the shape of a pathogen. Okay, maybe it's round that is causing a particular disease. Okay. Okay, so I can weaken that pathogen using chemical approaches okay so i can use radiation i can use compounds like formaldehyde to inactivate it so it becomes weakened it's not going to cause that disease but it's still antigenic what i mean by antigenic is that our immune bodies can still recognize it okay so because our immune cells can still recognize it, then they can begin to produce those antibodies so that when the real pathogen comes okay then they can fight it off that is the idea mm. okay but after a while, because of evidence and um, research, okay, people have seen that instead of taking that old compound, I can pick the portion that out is, of it. Yes, okay. the portion that my immune cells recognize, the portions that will actually provoke those immune soldiers. Okay, I can pick that portion and just introduce that portion into our system. Mm. So instead of dealing with the whole um, pathogen itself, so that portion is like i'm um, an antigen okay that is responsible for the immune response that is what our body actually recognizes or the body of whatever you want to make to the va- what, yeah. what, what, what make the vaccine for okay so what they do in the in the case of the extra astrazeneca yeah. is that they picked that portion mm-hmm. and introduced it okay into what is called a viral vector that viral vector is just to make it be able to get into our system in a way that our system will recognize it. So they will now. So that viral vector in the case of COVID nineteen now yes. is a, an adenovirus from chimpanzee. So it's an adenovirus from chimpanzee, an adenovirus that affects chimpanzees. That adenovirus cannot affect humans. You know, my other colleagues have been here to talk about mutations yeah. to tell us about the fact that there is what we call um, before viruses can jump from an host to another host maybe from pigs maybe from poultry or from bats yeah from bats in the case of what we have okay there has to be some changes in what it uses to bind Mm. as long as there's those those changes are not there then it cannot bind that means that that chimpanzee adenovirus okay cannot affect humans okay it cannot affect humans. So it becomes like a vector. They now put the antigen of the COVID um, on it. So that it gets into our system. Our body can recognize it and then produce um, antibodies. That because it cannot affect us. It ca- that part of it cannot yes, affect us. Part of so it can- they, can- they, they cannot take it from bat because that would affect us. So no, the one from bat too cannot affect us unless it has... But was, it was, um, the Ebola virus, for example, came from, from, from bat. Yes, the Ebola yes. virus came from bat. Yes. Because that particular virus has mutated to get the particular codon to be able to affect us. Unless that mutation changes, mm. okay, then it cannot affect us. I don't know whether I'm making sense. <laughs> so maybe I make it clearer. Okay. okay. To say that what is happening now is that for the for the Oxtrodaxavernica vaccine. Okay. So it's called a viral vector. What a viral vector. If I introduce only the antigen, then it's not going to get to the point I want it to get to. It must still be in that old package. Okay, but in this case now, I don't want to use the whole package of the COVID-19 virus. I just want to use that particular point that I know that our body needs. So what do I do? I need a package to carry it. So I want to take a package that is not going to be harmful to humans. A package that 
is just like a package that mm. is just what he's doing he's just carrying it so that it will it will get to where it's going safely okay so i'll now go into um into the field to other like covid you know covid affects poultry affects pigs yeah. affects okay so i'll now go into that field look for what has been tested before what we've been using okay so we've been using that chimpanzee adenoviral viral vector for other okay vaccines they've used it for influenza they've used it for ebola okay there are even studies that have tried to use it in studies in trials that have tried to use for hiv so i get that package mm. which is gotten from chimpanzee adenovirus i introduced the spike so that antigen from the covid virus is, is called a spike protein i introduce it into that vector so that the vector just delivers it into our into our system mm. and then we'll be able to mount proper immune response oh, oh. so you were now saying okay. that how did bats get uh, how did we i mean I, I, from ebola from ebola yes, yes, how, yes how did that happen so that happened because of recombination because of mutation over time okay we, we there, there were engagements okay people encroached into where bats maybe some people ate them there were interactions okay so those bats most of the time will also have something that is referred to like a mixing vessel maybe those bats so in the case of coronavirus they said they are thinking probably it's pangolins mm. okay so those mammals interact with the bats and then humans interact with these pangolins over time the virus becomes adapt so the virus has to continue to engage with his host and with the new host over time and goes to adaptation yes then yeah. the mutation will take place and then the virus will be able to adapt into that new um, entity oh, okay you've explained the astrazeneca vaccine yeah, so now that, that, that uh, let, let's look at works. the M- so astrazeneca is not mrna M- no, M- it's, it's a via vector vaccine yeah, via vector so vaccine. Uh, let's look at the, the other the, um, the, the, the pfizer that's so, uh, mrna vaccine how do, how do those ones work and how do they how do they come about okay so mrna based vaccines that's the newest technology okay in the field of vaccines okay so they've used it for influenza too okay they are trying to also use it in hiv in fact one of the success stories is that it's like it's like it's showing promises it's showing very good promises for um for hiv so what do they do mrna okay so what's mrna so we've talked about the central dogma uh, mm. in some of the programs we've done we've talked about the central dogma to say that your dna will move to rna and then your rna will be translated into proteins so what does that mean that means that in our body most of our functions okay most of the things that happen okay in living systems are encoded for in nucleic acids mm. so these nucleic acids are either dna oh, okay uh, or RNA. rna so the dna is the structure that is found in our nucleus okay but that dna as it is is not useful it has to be transcribed so whatever is written on the dna has to be copied out and then copied into an mrna mm. okay so and then from that mrna the mrna is translated into proteins okay so the mrna itself is like the middle point okay so instead of having a dna and then dna getting translated to mrna and then the mrna okay getting into proteins the mrna itself is a middle point in the case of viruses there are some viruses that are dna there are some viruses that are rna so in the case of coronavirus it's an RNA virus, virus so okay. it's faster if you look at it it doesn't have to first of all copy from a dna to an rna and then 
translated to a protein. So that RNA will just translate into proteins. But in the cases of viruses, you know, they cannot translate those things themselves because they are obligate parasites. Mm. Okay. They need a host to translate it for them. So when the mRNA gets into host, the mRNA uses the host machinery to translate what is on the mRNA to begin to make the virus proteins. That is exactly what is happening okay okay so that was what the vaccine worked on okay that's the pfizer and the yes. and, and, and that's the idea you know, so you pick that mrna yes because you know that the spike protein that i was saying was responsible okay you wanted to I, I wanted to quickly yeah. ask a question so you've um, differentiated uh between both now yeah. the mrna and via vector yeah. so um when Pfizer, you know, uh, came up with their vaccine, one of them, that, that was even one of the first, you know, vaccines that were produced and given yeah. approval across yeah. the world. Uh, I know that it's more expensive yeah. than AstraZeneca. Yeah. It's, um, you know, uh, it has more logistics issues in terms of safety and yeah. um, storage yeah. than AstraZeneca as well. So, uh, would you say that um, we were given AstraZeneca, uh, you know, because it's cheaper? Not because it's uh, cheaper, but um, maybe our genetic makeup, you know, um, uh, conforms with how AstraZeneca works more than um, you know a Pfizer, which is an mRNA, mRNA uh, vaccine. I don't know if you understand what I'm I saying because at the time, at the time when the when the pandemic started, mm-hmm. some people you know started coming up with um, you know different theories of mm-hmm. how because of our climatic condition, because mm-hmm. our, our skin color and everything, mm-hmm. there's a pattern mm-hmm. at which the virus spreads in this part of the world mm-hmm. than over there. And mm-hmm. you know uh, the evidence is also there. Africa has not recorded as many cases as um, the other parts of the world, like India. United States and what have you. So, is there any part of that um, development of AstraZeneca that is influenced by you know our genealogy in this part of the world? Okay, so I'll talk about that. But then I want to also talk about the fact that Africa has not been affected by COVID. Yes. We are looking at only COVID. You are not looking at other things that COVID has affected. We have TB. We have people on drugs living with HIV. Mm. We have people that need to get to hospitals, okay, because of their comorbidities. Although we might not have death tolls because of COVID, the pandemic itself has affected these things. Okay, and studies already showed that the gains we have in TB, okay, has gone back like... I've been eroded, yes, yes. because of this pandemic. But I'm just saying that, contrary to what people predicted, yes. so we didn't so it's exactly... it's a problem for us. Yes. That's the point I want to make. Okay. We, should not, we should not be in the euphoria that we are not dying. We need the vaccine. The world needs the vaccine. So that we can get back to our normal space. Okay. So having said that, AstraZeneca is cheap because the manufacturers waived the expense. They waived profit during pandemic. It's not that it's um, cheaper than the other the other vaccines. Okay. The industry, AstraZeneca. Okay. They waived that they were not going to make any profit. Okay. During the pandemic. That's why it was given to us through COVAX. That, that, that's why it's cheaper. That's why it's cheaper. In the case of Pfizer, okay, so Pfizer and all those other all those other um, vaccines manufacturers, yeah. okay, they paid a unit at twenty dollars. Yes. Okay, but because AstraZeneca said, well, for this pandemic, we are not going to make any profit. Theirs got to as low as three dollars because they wanted to quote help Africa, you know, get these it's vaccines. Not, it's not Africa. Yeah. It's see, you see, in WHO, there are about two hundred vaccines that are in trials. About 60 of them are in clinical trials. WHO now, in fact, one was just endorsed for emergency response. Sinopharm was endorsed for emergency response, I think, some days ago. Yes, yes. Yeah, Sinopharm. It's not for Africa, it's for, it's for use. 
during emergency response. Mm. All of them. There's none that is particularly for Africa. I will get to why it's good we get that. Mm. Okay, but there's none that is made for Africa. So there it wasn't also, like it was influenced by, you know, no, genetic but, makeup no, or, or, no, or anything. No, and then you see, I said there are datas. Okay, so if, if any of those vaccines do not pass any of those regulations, okay, they will not be used for emergency response. Okay. Okay, nobody's talking about Sputnik. In okay. Russia, yes, because the data was not made available to the public. Uh, but you know that there's also the international uh, politics dimension regarding that, regarding how Russia and US, you know, the wrangling no, between both of them. Yes, US, it's about WHO. The Sino Farm is mm. China. Okay, the manufacturer, this Sino Farm that has just been um, registered is from China. China, so it's not politics. Okay, because WHO has a strategic advisory group of experts. Mm. Okay, that looks at these vaccines. So if you if you don't give us the data. We don't know what happened during the trials. They cannot. They cannot approve it for emergency use. All right, uh, okay. we'll, so, we'll take a short break now. Right. It's uh, a very interesting conversation, actually, yeah. right here on the Inkaba Science Show on the Big ninety-seven point nine We have Dr. Babatunde Ulushola in the studio. He's a lecturer in the Department of Virology, College of Medicine, University of Ibadan. We're talking about uh, vaccines, type of vaccines, constituents of COVID nineteen vaccine, how it works, possible side effects, those who should take vaccines, those who should not, and everything you need to know about COVID nineteen vaccine. You can be a part of the show by calling zero seven hundred one thousand. 979-0700-1979. We'll open the phone lines after this break. It's a Beat 97.9. Dad, why does the sun follow me everywhere I go? I think it's actually just everywhere you go. What do you mean, Daddy? Hmm, my son. Well, science explains how the earth revolves around the sun. Interesting, Dad. I thought the earth is a stationary object. How does it revolve around the sun? Hmm, I don't have an accurate answer for this, but I do know where to find answers. The Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Ibado. Okay, Daddy. Son, where are you off to? I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show. Every Monday on the Beats 97.9 FM Ibadan by 9 a.m. And also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5 p.m. We can't miss it. The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is the Inkaba Science Show. Welcome back. This is the Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Remember, the show comes your way every Monday, 9 a.m. to 9.45, and we bring you a repeat broadcast on Thursday at 5 p.m. We have in the studio a virologist, Dr. Babatunde Olushala. He's been talking to us about vaccines, type of vaccines, possible side effects, exceptions to, 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 to those who should take it, and how vaccines, uh, especially coronavirus vaccine, works in our body. 0700 that's the number to call if you have any questions regarding what we've discussed so far. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Where are you calling from? Yes, good morning. Yeah, my name is Olukule. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ibadan here. All right, go ahead with your question. Yeah, thank you for the exciting topic that we discussed. I, I'd like to ask from uh resource person so and um, when in the case of using vector when you use the vector to convey the um mrna in this case down 
to the you know how are we so sure that um is, is there a time that um that the human will stop um expressing the viral um protein like he said or will that just be because the genetic material will he find its way into the human genetic material and it's going to be a lifelong expression i don't know if you get my question mm. Uh, it, it would answer you. It would answer you. Thank you very much, Mr. Akunle, for calling. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. 0700-1979. That's the number to call. Uh, if you have any questions from our F4 expert in the studio regarding uh, the safety, efficacy of um, vaccines and how these vaccines work, especially in the context of a fight against uh, coronavirus. So, um, uh, you can answer the, yeah, the, so the, the thank question. Thank you very much. It's a major um, problem. You know, I said mRNA vaccine it's um, a new technology. So that was a major problem people were thinking that is it not going to get itself integrated. But we know that mRNA works in the cytoplasm. Okay? The function is in the cytoplasm. The function is not in the nucleus. Okay? And even at that, studies have showed, people have carried out studies to show that it can't get itself integrated into the genome. Mm. Okay? So the issue of integration does not happen. Okay? That was part of the reason why some people were skeptical about taking mRNA vaccines, okay, because of this idea of probably you could get itself integrated into the genome. So studies have showed, okay, even after these vaccines have been used, that they don't get themselves integrated into um, the genome. Oh, okay, so, so le- le- let's move away from that and talk yeah. about the possible side effects of vaccine. I remember that, um, yeah. you know, for the AstraZeneca, yeah. uh, some countries put it on hold, yeah. uh, you point. know, especially in the EU, they yeah. put it on hold, Belgium, yeah. Germany, and, and yeah. the likes, and they said there were reports of blood clots, yeah. and then um, here in Nigeria, some people use that as, um, you know, a line of argument to buttress that point and start spreading, you okay. know, fears about the use of the yeah. vaccine again. Yeah. Um, eventually, the European Medicine um, Agency, yeah. uh, uh, you know, gave a green light for the use of AstraZeneca. So yeah. take us through uh, the vaccines um, and the uh, side effects of this vaccine uh, in the context of um, the various theories out there. Yeah, so you know, I was saying that in vaccination, the outcome is you don't want death, okay, and then you don't want um, severe disease or hospitalizations. Mm. And I also mentioned the fact that you are using a part or a whole of that particular pathogen. So most of the time, the side effects are almost always related to what will happen naturally. It's just and in the case of these vaccines, it's going to be very mild, mm. or you will not even have any. Okay, and all the side effects have to be documented. Okay, because for those vaccines to be used for emergency use, there must not be severe disease and there must not be death. Okay, so you have side effects like fever, okay, like chills. Some people might have sore throats. This is not different from what you have. Normally, normally, okay. but in the normal case, okay, it's going to be more severe. It could lead to um, hospitalization, and it could lead to death. Mm. So, when vaccines are rolled out during pandemics, like what happens now, mm. there is a database where people can just enter whatever it is that they see as side effects. It is not screened. It is not filtered. Once a vaccine gets the vaccine, then the person has the right to go into this database and just fill in whatever it is, side effects that they have, okay? And then regulators look at that database. They Mm. begin to look at the patterns. They begin to look at whether there is anything that looks like the vaccine is doing something that could harm, that could lead to hospitalization or could lead to death. That was what happened in the case of um, those blood clots. So some people started reporting blood clots after taking those vaccines. But the questions we would ask is that, 
what is the percentage of, of those who have blood clots okay. normally without taking any vaccine vis-a-vis how many people had had blood clots mm. by taking that vaccine we are not saying that this is the vaccine that is causing the blood clots we are even saying that what is the association okay of somebody that's taking the vaccine having blood clots and somebody that has not taken the vaccine at all in this population what what is the percentage or the proportion of people that have blood clots so for the um astrodaxfazenica it was like one in 20 million okay so you have one person in 20 million which is far far lower than what will happen normally okay it's far far lower than what will happen normally even if you don't take um the vaccine oh. so that is why in those countries we mentioned okay there were suggestions to say that okay because one in 20 million so based on age group an age group where you have blood clots that maybe is not very common okay so they said that okay maybe those age groups should not use it again so mm. that it is not that you are saying the vaccine is causing blood clots okay what you are saying is that 20 million people okay have used this vaccine you have an association of all person having blood clots which is lower than what you will have even if nobody uses Use the vaccine vaccines at okay all. okay so and then after, so they paused it once they see that pattern they will pause that they will review the data which they did mm. which was what they did okay and the data is still ongoing as of now people are still reviewing the data once the data shows that a vaccine okay is associated with death or is associated to severe disease is going to be stopped okay let's let's look at um, you know those who should take this vaccine and those who should not yeah so you know mm. the vaccine i said is a trial so the population mix that engaged in that trials during the preclinical stages and the phase trials okay are the ones that will use those vaccines so the vaccines are for emergency use they've not concluded the trials for children that is why they say people that are less than 16 less should than not use years, so should not use okay it. the trials do not involve pregnant women so although they know that it probably could be protective but because the trial did not involve pregnant women then they will say that they should not use because their they child. were not involved in yes, the trial the trials. stage yes, okay. so it's about what we tried you know and the outcome like a referee throwing up a coin mm. you say that okay if it's said this is this group that was going to you know Start whatever it is, yeah. yeah something yeah. like that so in the trial we've agreed that this child wants to do this is adult this is the outcome if anybody dies if there's severe hospitalization we will not use it mm. okay so when you want to apply that vaccine it has to fit into the trial it has to fit into the people that were used for the trial so when the trials for the children okay are concluded which is also showing very good um, data and the ones for pregnant women then it's going to be it's going to be available, available. for them but okay. you know the trials were done for people that had comorbidities people that are above 65 years of age health workers okay and it showed that it was protective okay mm. and then one good thing about the hospital astrazeneca which we should also know was that that was the only vaccine that was done when you had variants okay circulating in south africa and brazil and these were part of the locations where the trial took place the pfizer vaccine and the biotech was done when variants were not emerging okay so okay. the AstraZeneca does it work against these new uh, variants that uh, you know that, that look more uh, deadly than the initial one? So there are several variants now. There's you one know, in there's India, yes, in India, right India now. now. Okay, there have been variants in Brazil. Mm. There have been variants in South Africa. Okay, so recent data is showing that although these vaccines have reduced number of those antibodies, but they are still protective. Okay, that's what the recent data are showing us for biotech 
for Pfizer and for Oxford AstraZeneca. You know, South Africa stopped the use of Oxford AstraZeneca at some point yes. because during that trial, okay, they realized that the antibodies that w- the antibodies that were put that w- the, the, there was no difference in the efficacy of the vaccine against people that did not use the vaccine. Mm. Okay, and the population were young people. Okay, so they did it among very young people. I think the mean age was between maybe 20 or 30. So those that had, those that were not given anything, and those that were given vaccine, there were, there were no deaths recorded in any of them. Mm. So there were no striking difference in using that vaccine mm. as against not using it. And then when they tried it against that variant as at that time, it showed reduced capacity. So they felt that there was no point. But other studies have now done that involved larger number of people, okay, testing those variants, increasing the outcome that can they even get real um, real viruses extracted from those people that took the vaccine. Yeah. And it showed clearly, okay, that the Oxford AstraZeneca is protective okay, against variants. You know okay. those variants, the protection it will have against the variants might not be as high as the, as the one that will have against the ones that are not variants. But it's still showing protection mm. and the same for those other vaccines. all right zero seven hundred one thousand nine seven nine that's if you have any questions regarding the use of vaccine and from our experts in the studio as we've been talking about all of these issues uh on the uh, episode on this episode of Incaba science show today so um people different countries have set target for vaccination here and there yeah. and in some parts of the world in the u.s for example some of the coronavirus restrictions are being relaxed now yeah. because a section of the population their target is being met yeah. you know in terms of uh, in- inoculating them yeah. so does this mean that when you get uh, vaccinated you receive the two doses for yeah. astrazeneca for example i know there is one i think it's modern and that requires just one dose yeah, and uh, uh, johnson and johnson that yeah. requires just one one dose yeah. so regardless of the number of doses if you've been vaccinated fully against the virus mm-hmm. does that you cannot get you know if the virus ever again is that why people are relaxing the coronavirus lockdown restrictions now okay so you know i said that um, is there a possibility of reinfection so it's not going to be reinfection is there is there a possibility that in the near future i can get get covid again? again yes is there a possibility yes is in there the near future there's going to there's likely even to after be, getting the vaccine there's likely to be a possibility but when is the time okay and okay. then don't forget in the trials I said that the trial focused on where people hospitalized. The people die. Okay. Most of these trials did not focus on will they be infected. Don't forget it is vaccination. Okay. You are protecting against people dying. You are protecting against severe form of that disease. And the trials were for maybe they checked. So, so is, it, is there like a time frame from, okay, when you, let's say, I get fully vaccinated in 2021, yeah. that means in 2025, I might get COVID again. Is that So, like, even if you get it, it's not going to be severe. That's the point. Okay, so my immune system has been built yes, against it. Yes, it's not going to be severe. It's not going to be something. But I can still get it. It's, the possibility is there. You can still because there are variants. Don't forget that I I started from the point that uh, of um, natural selection. Okay, when all of us are vaccinated, okay, when we are all vaccinated, okay, there there could still be vaccines. There could still be variants that could escape those vaccines it's possible you know before you have SARS-CoV-1 SARS-CoV-2 Co- yeah. um, and then MASCOV there are other human coronaviruses we have about seven of them but those ones don't cause symptoms I'm sure a lot of people we don't even know we are not even aware and they circulate but they don't cause symptoms they don't cause severe symptoms, symptoms. and they don't lead to hospitalization mm. and they don't lead to death 
but they are there with us. Okay, so these things will continue to emerge by the time the whole um, by the time a whole group of people, a large proportion of the people on earth, okay, are vaccinated. Okay, so we may still get infected, but it will not require hospitalization, mm. it will not require people that take measles vaccine. Some of those they get measles, but it's not going to be severe. severe. Okay. It's not going to okay. require you might you might just be infected. You might not even know that. Okay. And, and um, doctor, just before we go, it's um, a very interesting conversation, but our time is almost up. Yeah. Uh, I want you to uh, emphasize on the need to get vaccinated and debunk, you know, theories about um, you know, the, or I mean, the theories are going around yeah. in, in the country. Yeah. Uh, it's been there for a while, and people discouraging others. I mentioned earlier that some politicians, religious yeah. leaders, have been yeah. discouraging you know their followers from taking this vaccine i uh, talk about i want you to emphasize more yeah. on the need to take a vaccine yeah. yes yeah so for me i stand with the science yeah. okay so wherever the vaccine is and wherever the arm is just put it in there for those ones that have been um um released for emergency use these vaccines are very important they are safe, are safe for you okay look at israel around january israel had about ten thousand cases a lot of people were dying as at now, Israel had vaccinated 81% of their population. Okay? Israel has just 8 cases now. It's, it's as simple as that. U.S. is 8 months low ever. U.S. has just 23,000 cases of COVID. Uh, and how would you assess the awareness campaign and the part of the government? Because there's a lot they need to do. How would you assess it so, so I far? Feel, I feel we need to do more. Okay. Should, there should be that vaccine confidence. Mm. We used it for measles. We used it for polio. We used it for smallpox. We are, using, we are still using it. We are using it for TB. We are using it for, for several um, pathogens. And we are seeing the impact. Okay, as I'm talking, as I'm talking to you now, they've used 300 million doses of these vaccines for over 150 million people. And w- what about the centers we can use? We can so go you to know, Mbano. Nigeria, we are doing it in phases. Yes. Okay, so they've started. They've started the first. They've ended the first phase. They will soon start the second phase, and it's online. Okay, so you just go to the site of the National Prime Health Care Center. So you register online. It it will map you into a it's an health center that is close to mm. where you are staying, and then you get. You get that vaccine. So by the time they roll out the second phase, you should take the vaccines. You should not. It's not a political thing. It's not a party thing. It's not. A it's not deployed to reduce. No, <laughs> we want to go back to our normal life. Okay. We should be able to do things we were doing before. Okay. There are people that are affected for other comorbidities because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and the only way out where we'll stop, where we can ever think of ever stop using at least masks. Where we can gather again mm. in our in functions in our churches outside to go and watch football matches, all of mm. these things. If you want, you can imagine last year we couldn't do the Olympics, yeah. Okay, nobody could go for the because yeah. of the pandemic. So, and we are seeing data that is showing look at what is happening in India. Okay, so this this virus could create a spike at any time. Mm. So we need to get vaccinated. Okay. We need to get ourselves protected. Okay. Thank you very much. It's been a very interesting conversation yeah. here on the Ingaba Science Show uh, with uh, Dr. Babatunde Olusola. He's a virologist in the Department of Virology University uh, at the College of Medicine, University of Ibadan. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm Remember, I repeat, broadcast of this episode will come your way this Thursday at 5 p.m. And join us again uh, next Monday at 9 o'clock.